For thousands of years, Satan has paraded his champions before the sons of Adam to proclaim the superiority of his words over the words of the God of the Bible, the creator of all that is. That's the way it was in the Garden of Eden, where our great-grandmother chose Satan's words over the words of God. Adam followed her lead. Ever since, it's been like mother, like daughter, like father, like son. Challenging God's words is Satan's M.O., and from the beginning it has not changed. The vast hordes of the sons of Adam have embraced Satan's deadly diatribe and are paying the consequences. The Lord Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son, declares unto Nicodemus the secret of eternal life in John 3, 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Satan suggests multiple ways of Christless salvation, but they are simply clouds without water, simply the wrong words, even the words of death, eternal cognizant death. Acts chapter 4, 10 through 12. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Have you been born again? Did you know that Revelation 19.13 declares that Jesus Christ is called the Word of God? Isn't it time to make your peace with God to choose the right words? Turn before your time is over. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis 1-1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Hebrews chapter 11, 1 through 3. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Man said, the world and its universe and our ability to perceive and discuss it were simply an accident created out of nothing, the ultimate free lunch. Now the record. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Faith opens the doors of all that is glorious and eternal. Faith, or should I say the lack of faith, is the biblical definition of sin. Romans fourteen twenty three. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. When Adam and Eve walked in faith, they were immortal and lived in paradise. But one day, in an act of unbelief, they embraced the second voice in the garden, Satan's, and they lost it all. A very rare event happens in the Bible concerning a man called Enoch, who was the seventh from Adam, Genesis five twenty-two through 24. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred sixty and five years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Hebrews 11.5 By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, 
and was not found because God had translated him, for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. Enoch believed God. The very next verse is Hebrews, and Hebrews reads this, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God is a faith God, as one brother puts it. And without faith, we have no access to this faith God. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. The most precious and valuable of all is faith. Faith is built by a process described in Romans ten seventeen. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Jude 1, 20 and 21 reads, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. God is a faith God. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 757, which will once again certify the inerrancy of God's Word. All of these features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the children of God and as ammunition in the battle for the souls of the sons of Adam. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, these features grow by one. Be sure to take advantage of three very useful tools on God Said, Man Said. One, you have questions? God has answers. Whatever your question, type a keyword into the search bar top right and watch the screen populate with related information from Adam and Eve to quantum physics. Two, Use the tell a friend feature above to send a message to someone you love. It's so quick and easy. Number three, imagine you can download nearly 200 hours of God said, man said features to your electronic device. Listen to one every day. Thank you for coming. Satan begins his deception of Eve and Adam in Genesis chapter three. He didn't challenge creation. It would have been an untenable argument. Today, though, Satan has repositioned his tent of challenge to the very first chapter and very first verse of the Bible. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The childlike reading of the book of Genesis declares an earth and its universe created by the hand of God out of that which is invisible in six literal 24-hour days just over 6,000 years ago. Until Darwin popularized the theory of evolution, or as the English pronounce it, evolution, the world adhered to the principle of a young earth. Was it Darwin's great intellect and insights? Was it Darwin's discovery of the missing link? Was it or is it all of the evolutionary transitional creatures everywhere to see? The answer is none of the above. Evolution is simply and totally built on a platform of unbelief. God said, man said, has published a plethora of features that shadow young earth. We have offered up paleontology's fossil record, geologist stratigraphic reviews, archaeological discoveries, microbiology research, genetic tagging, ancient societal and historic records, and more. Saints, your childlike faith has not and will not be disappointed. Nearly the entire feature in the Acts and Facts August 2015 issue titled Carbon Dating Fossils written by science writer and researcher Brian Thomas, follows. ICR researchers continue to look for radiocarbon in ancient carbon-containing earth materials. Archaeologists commonly use carbon-14, or radiocarbon, to estimate ages for organic artifacts. 
No measurable amount should exist in samples older than about 100,000 years because radiocarbon atoms would decay into nitrogen-14 before then. However, we keep finding carbon-14 in materials designated as tens or even hundreds of million years of age. ICR's rate incentive, radioisotopes in the age of the Earth, revealed radiocarbon in coal samples and deeply buried diamonds deemed hundreds of millions of years old. Andrew Snelling later reported radiocarbon in supposedly 32-million-year-old wood from a Colorado mine and in a supposedly 116-million-year-old ammonite shell. Secular scientists published dozens of carbon-14 measurements from samples considered much older than 100,000 years, long before the rate scientists found their examples. But so far, few efforts have systematically explored radiocarbon and Mesozoic fossils. I partnered with Canadian creation researcher Vance Nelson and others to report 16 radiocarbon results from wood, seven dinosaur bones and lizard and fish skeletons removed from sedimentary rock. Vance acquired most of the fossils and their radiocarbon results, I added more and compared them with already published carbon dates for fossils, as well as the rate team's 10 coal samples. If Cenozoic, Mesozoic, and Paleozoic sources were deposited in the single flood year, we would expect them to contain comparable amounts of radiocarbon. We found exactly that in almost 50 samples from throughout this geologic column. We could only find two published secular radiocarbon dates for fossils found below Ice Age layers. One reported radiocarbon in a supposedly 70-million-year-old Mosasar fossil from Belgium, and the other reported radiocarbon in a supposedly 505-million-year-old sponge from Canada's famous Burgess Shale. Their authors both suggested contamination, but neither study presented scientific evidence to support this assertion. Claiming contamination merely offers a hypothetical rescue from radiocarbon's implications pardon me, for their long-age assignments. The contamination story holds that chemicals containing modern radiocarbon adhered to or replaced ancient carbon in coal, wood, shell, collagen, or bone. What would be the sources of such contamination? Contaminated fossils might be found near geographically or stratigraphically localized contamination sources, although there are no known plausible ways to bombard underground nitrogen with the high-energy neutrons required to change it into radiocarbon. Our discoveries of radiocarbon in samples from all over the world and throughout the geologic column refute localized contamination. We also compared radiocarbon results acquired at five different laboratories, ruling out lab-induced contamination. Furthermore, lab procedures are excellent at removing contaminating carbon unless it has replaced the original carbon in a process called isotope exchange. There is at present no direct test for whether or not isotope exchange took place while a fossil was underground, but we plan to look for fossil clues that could indirectly test it. For example, preliminary analysis of fossil bones reveal carbon-13 to carbon-12 ratios very similar to ratios found in modern bones, despite the fact that carbon-13 is very rare. What are the odds that contaminating processes from different locations would uh, coincidentally produce the precise carbon-13 to carbon-12 ratios that mimic fresh bones? These compelling results 
leave open the hypothesis that some, most, or all of the detected radiocarbon is intrinsic to the fossils. If so, then they were deposited thousands, not millions of years ago, in accord with the biblical flood model. Two years ago, Dr. Jake Herbert stated, We are confident that additional testing will only strengthen the case for a biblically consistent age of the earth. End of quote. Isn't it a glorious thing? The issues that the childlike take by faith, issues for which Christians have been roundly mocked and criticized, are consistently being confirmed by non-biblical and, in many cases, antichrist academic sources. God's Word, written thousands of years ago, is still true and righteous altogether. God's Word is a place to build a life that will last forever. Six thousand year old earth? Of course. God said, Genesis 1-1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Hebrews 11, 1 through 3, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained the good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Man said, The world and its universe and our ability to perceive and discuss it were simply an accident created out of nothing, the ultimate free lunch. Now you have the record.